Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and man, do we have a great show lined up for y'all tonight from talking about the Titans and Jaguars facing off in Week 18 with big implications both ways for both teams, and also to start out the show after we bring our guest on, we are going to talk about everything that's been going on around the league in this past week. I mean, I feel like it's only right to talk about uh, the situation that happened in Monday Night Football, Bills and Bengals. I want to go ahead and say continuing to send prayers up for DeMar Hamlin and his family and everyone involved in that situation. I'm glad to see the positive reports coming out about him there and then, you know, talk about how this is going to make the playoffs look, depending on what teams make it to the AFC Championship game. Just a lot of big things going on around the league. Before we get into all that, got to tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching here on YouTube, if you haven't already, back out of the live chat and make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. Let's get these likes up. Also, go ahead, share this video out to all your friends, family, other football fans, even if you want to, some Jaguars fans. Let's get them here in the chat. The more people we have, the more interaction there is, the more fun it is, and we definitely want y'all's opinions on everything. And make sure to hit that red subscribe button if you haven't already. Weren't able to hit our goal that we were reaching for last year, but it's a brand new year, and we're going with a new goal. This year, end of the year, wanting to be between 1,000 and 1,200 subscribers here on the channel. I know with y'all's help, we can get there, and I appreciate it. Also, go check out the audio version of this podcast a little bit later on tonight on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the podcast platforms. Just type in Titans Time Podcast, leave a five-star rating, leave a comment, review, Love the interaction there as well, and it helps the show grow. 
Also, check me out on social media. TikTok, definitely active on there. You can find me there, at Titans Time. Twitter, at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. Facebook, Titans Time. Now it's time to bring in our guest, a great friend of the show. Always love having him on, getting his insight on things. You may know him as Michael Bishop. You may know him as the Power Hour. I know him as one of my good buddies. Man, how are you doing tonight? Tyler, it's great to be here on the show in a new year for 2023. So very excited to be here tonight. A lot of great topics to talk about. Just can't wait to jump into it, man. Just let's get going. For sure. And y'all make sure go check out the Power Hour and follow him on all of his social medias as well. His links are in the description. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all that. At the Power Hour 615, you'll find him. And again, his links are in the description. I know we already have some comments uh, rolling in. Got my wife saying, y'all tighten up that like button. Uh, say, uh, Hand Danger, or however you're going with your name there. Tighten up, everybody. Tighten up. Got Bryce in here saying, uh, what's up, Bryce? Hope you are doing well tonight, my friend. And, yeah, like I said, the way we will start off this show is just talking about what happened in the Bills and Bengals game on Monday Night Football when DeMar Hamlin made a tackle on T. Higgins. It looked just like a regular tackle, I mean, a good football play, and then he stands up, takes about two steps, and collapses on the field, and for me, reality of how bad that situation was set in about the time they went to their second commercial break from it. Like, I, I knew when, usually when they take one, okay, it's not good. Two, I'm like, all right, something serious is going on. When they took the third commercial break, I was like, that's when more, I guess, the eerie feeling started coming over me for what had happened. And we know with reports from the Bills that what happened was DeMar went into cardiac arrest and they had to give him CPR there on the field. And then, of course, after they were able to get him in the ambulance and take him to the trauma center, just one of the craziest and scariest things I believe I have ever seen, not even just in a football game, but probably in my life um power hour i mean what were your thoughts when seeing all of this go down well tyler you know from first glance when i actually had a chance to actually get a look at the replay because everything had happened so fast the game was basically going through in and out of commercials with what the situation was going in you know it's literally just one of those plays he stands up and then all of a sudden he just collapses. So first off, it's just the first thing in your mind. It's like, you know, 
this might be a concussion, mm-hmm. but you know, the general reaction of what was going on and from what social media was giving out with what little information they could gather, you know, this was a dire situation that was becoming fatal at that point. Mm-hmm. And realistically, you know, our greatest fears and fruitions were very well potentially to come true in that situation where, you know, millions of viewers were potentially looking at a young man that may have died on a field. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very glad that that wasn't the situation. I'm very glad that there were the right responses at that time and the people in charge of the health care and in charge of implementing that system in place to make sure that this young man was prepared properly to be sent off to the hospital and to be checked and made sure that he got the care that he needed. So, you know, let's give the first responders, you know, a tip of our hats and our grand appreciation because, you know, without them, this could have been a far worse situation than we could have imagined. But I really feel that at this point, the biggest thing is we don't know the why. And I know that's going to continue to be a big question that moves forward as soon as this situation starts getting, you know, a little more clearer and focused from that presentation, from what we've seen, you know, I'm happy that Hamlin's responsive. I'm happy that mm-hmm. he's talking with his teammates at this point, but I know this is definitely going to come up a lot, especially at the end of the year. And realistically, you know, it could have been a very, very grave situation, but, I'm just glad that the situation was under control and there was just calmness around the people that had to get their job done. Yeah, the the way that they handled that situation was especially knowing, you know, the new updates now, how quick they were to respond. The responders there couldn't have done any better of a job. I mean, jumping into action and uh, in case anyone doesn't know, you know, the like power hour reference, the new reports are that um, he is responsive. Uh, They have been able to remove the breathing tube. I think, I believe today he even zoomed into the team meeting with, the bills and uh you know they he was kind of cutting up with them flexed on them uh when he first woke up first thing he asked was who won the game i mean you know and that's what is a little bit crazy to me is yeah he's laying there in a hospital bed and his first thought just shows how much of a competitor he is. It's, Hey, who won this game? Like, go ahead. And I mean, you know, being an athlete, that's more likely what was the first thing that came into his mind. And realistically, did he even know what happened? You know, from his perspective, he just basically blacked out. Right. And, 
you know, we continue to get good news with, especially with him having the tube removed, mm -hmm. which is a very good sign. And now I'm sure that the progress is basically just keeping him monitored. And I'm sure they're going to start running some tests on him to see eventually what did happen. Right. But I, ha I have to stress this, and I know this has been something that's been going on for the last couple of days. And this is no one's fault. Mm -mm. Blame does not need to go to anybody. And everyone knows what I'm talking about. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. And I'm not going to go into detail about it. This is one of those medical things that just happened. We'll get yep. more answers as soon as he's more cognitive and more functional to go through the testing that he's going to have to go through. And that's just one of the things Hamlin's going to have to deal with going forward. But this blame, there's no blame on this. No one mm -hmm. needs to be blamed for this. This is just one of those things. Exactly. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to, going to bring it up as well. I mean, this was just like I mentioned earlier, it looked like a routine hit that just so happened to have a different, very unexpected outcome. Like like you said, no one's to blame for this. And I know, I'm sure everyone else in the chat probably knows what we're, we're referencing I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on Instagram. And it's it burns me up when I see it because I'm like, really? So um, another thing I want to get into as well because a lot of people had opinions on if the game should be should have started back up after he was off the field if the game should still be should have still been played even if it was a couple of days later all the and we haven't talked about this I'm going to give my standpoint on this and it is the fact of overall the right decision was made that game did not need to be resumed on Monday night, you could look at the concern on all of the players' faces, Bills and Bengals' side alike. You look at their faces, how they were torn down. They were not going to be mentally or emotionally ready to resume that game. There was one thing on their mind, and it was for the coaches, players, everyone. One thing, and that was worrying about how their brother was doing because he went down and they, you know, they were gathered around. They pretty much knew what was going on right there. That's why you had players walking away crying. That game did not need to be played. And this is people saying injuries happen all the time. They don't cancel them. For, this isn't someone tearing their ACL. I'm not downplaying concussions because – they are, concussions are bad, but this isn't a concussion where, okay, you can get the guy, you know, off the field like that. And no, this was a situation that no one needs to be used to or anything along that line. 
And as far as canceling the game just completely, that also, I feel like, was ultimately the right call because you wouldn't have been able to play it Tuesday. You wouldn't have been able to play it Wednesday or yesterday because still the only concern for these players was wanting to know how their brother was doing and if he was going to be okay. So I wanted to hit on that in Power Hour if you have anything you want to say on it. And I mean, agree with you. You know, this was a situation that a plan was in place for if something like this happened. The fact is that it happened. It was a situation where you had to just basically put everything on the back seat and make sure that this young man's life, which is the key word here, this young man's life, mm-hmm. was basically the top priority within that situation. I can't stress enough for the fact that this is just a game. This is just a game. At the end of the day, as much stats as we remember and as much passion as we have about this, this isn't the end-all, be-all. We all have families. We all have loved ones. We all have other things going on within our lives. And at that point, right then and there, every man on that field understood the gravity of that situation and what needed to be the most important thing going forward was his well-being. So whatever the game, whatever the game was going to happen, was going to happen. Whether they decided to just cancel it at that point, that was the right option to do. I mean, you can't go on and try and act like this wasn't a big deal because it was. The gravity of the entire situation was above what anyone was realizing. This this was just something no one was expected to see. Right. So. I think it came down to basically just the coaches and the players coming to a consensus and just saying, this isn't important. Right. And then it just moves through the channels. You know, at that point, you know, football was secondary. Yep. You can't try and justify picking up where you left off and trying to finish a game that now had no meaning, especially where you have a young man's life hanging by a thread. So whatever they were going to do with the game, regardless, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, the right call was to cancel the game, and they canceled the game. Yep. Now, of course, you know, as you were saying, you did have people that were upset. You did have people that were like, well, I mean, there's plenty of injuries. This is not an average injury. Mm-mm. The entire world almost watched a young man drop dead on a field. To hell with the game. I mean, at that point, who cares? I just want that kid to be safe. I don't want him to be all right. The same thought process was going through the opposing sideline to the home team. That young man's life was the only thing that matters. Exactly. And uh, my wife here saying uh, I'm not going to even butcher if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see what she's saying. But pretty much goes on to say this happens, too, in like baseball and some other sports where a player gets hit in the chest at just the right moment of the electrical impulses of the heart and knocks it off signal. Um, 
says only way to get them back is with AED. No one at fault for this. And Al says you could see it in the faces of the fans in the stadium too. Yeah, everyone in that stadium, you – I know I follow some people on TikTok that were there at the stadium. And she was talking about how when this happened – I mentioned that eerie feeling earlier. She said that set in over the entire stadium. And, I mean, you could tell it even on the TV when they would come back to the stadium. You could, I mean, you could have heard a pin drop on the TV in that stadium. That's how quiet it was. So, and my wife also saying watching someone being resuscitated is traumatic. Um... And, yeah, it was, like we talked about, this was something completely different from other injuries. This is not a normal injury. And, overall, the right decision was made with the game. And, like I said, wanted to open the show to talk about uh, all of that some, just, and still... I mean, I'm glad DeMar is doing better. Glad the, he's responsive. The breathing tube is out. But still, just need to be sending up prayers for him that, you know, he still just keeps recovering more and more and that they're able to, for the doctors and everyone, if they are running more tests, that, if there is something there to find that could have caused this, that they find it. And just, yeah, sending up prayers for all of them. And now before we shift our focus back to the Titans, Week 18, all the implications for what's going on in their game against the Jaguars, I do want to jump into our Best Bets segment presented by DraftKings right quick. And... You know, from the fans, the traditions, the glory. I mean, college football, it all comes down to the national championship game happening. And my go-to for betting on college football and any sport is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Um, We know it's going to be, I'm surprised by this, but TCU taking down Michigan, and the one that I wasn't as surprised about, Georgia. So TCU and Georgia, I think TCU's Cinderella story is going to come to an end. Power Hour, you got any quick thoughts on that? Well, I mean, realistically, from my perspective, you know, a lot of draft talent on there, so I'm sure all eyes, especially from my perspective, is – I just want to see how everybody's going to perform, especially anybody that Tennessee is going to be interested, especially in the wide receiver position, wink, wink, for <laughs> next year. So I think TCU has been a fun story. I think Sonny Dykes has done a fantastic job with that program, and they're going to be a tough out, especially the next few years, the way that they continue to play at a high level, and I'm sure that it definitely helps recruiting. But I don't know. I mean – Georgia, to me, just definitely feels like they're going to come in focused. They've been there before. 
they've already been on that stage. So to them, that's just business. And that's what perennial powerhouses do. They go in yep. and they win. That's true. And now one thing Georgia doesn't need to do is just go into this game relaxed, thinking that they have it. Because they do that, this game could very well uh, slip away from them. And right now, with DraftKings, new customers can bet just $5 on any college football game and get $250 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same-game parlays. Me, myself, they... I, I like the parlays too much, especially the same game parlays, and usually that ends up with me losing my bets. So, but the parlays are fun. You get that bigger payout off a smaller betting amount, better, bigger odds. So that's why I'm so drawn to them. I guess. Simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show details for more on all of that. And since we are going to be moving to the Titans and Jaguars game here, again, this is not betting advice. I've already been up front with y'all. Bets haven't been going my way lately. So, you know, maybe fade me on this and go with the opposite. The Jacksonville Jaguars open up as six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Titans. Man, I just feel like with everything, all the meaning for this game, I think the Titans plus six-and-a-half could potentially be a good bet. I think it's probably going to be a close game. But the bet that I really look at the most is Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown score, odds minus 140. We know Derrick Henry likes to go down to Jacksonville and just have himself a big old time out there on the field. So I can definitely see... uh, a touchdown loading there. And we also know Derrick Henry needs 71 yards and two touchdowns to, for his third season ever, go for 1,500 yards rushing and 15 or more rushing touchdowns. I believe that would make him the, is it the only player to do that three times? I believe you're right. So, you know, Titans, they don't necessarily go for the individual stats as much, but usually if there's something there in reach, they uh, they might try and let their guys get it. So, you know, if you're feeling like Henry might go down and dominate the Jaguars, odds on Derrick Henry scoring two or more rushing touchdowns plus 390. So, you know, sprinkle a little bit of money on that, and if it hits, you'll be doing pretty well. And now we can get into, well, get to some of the comments here. Um, And we have 
Mr. Jones saying TCU is feeling froggy. <laughs> uh, my wife talking about Damar Hamlin's uh, fundraiser. Uh, you know, the goal was, I think, like fifteen hundred or twenty five hundred before the game, and last she saw it was over four million. I think now it may even be over seven. Is that it's right? At eight. It's at it's at plus eight right now. Plus eight, wow. Um, <laughs> Hen Danger said, as a Michigan State fan, that was fun to see Michigan lose. Uh, Bradley Newberry saying TCU plus twelve and a half, but like the dogs to win. Hey, there might be a good uh, bet if you're looking for one. Shout out to you, Bradley. Yes. And Mr. Jones saying Dobbs has won for Tennessee on Saturdays before. And a fun stat, Mr. Jones, Josh Dobbs is 2-0 and as a starter in Jacksonville. Hmm. Well, all right. Things just keep uh, getting deeper and deeper now. Um, Mr. Jones saying Derek Henry going back to his hometown. He always balls out. So... Let's start diving into this game. I don't know. I know a lot of the – I think only one guy has been ruled out so far. But a lot of the starters are going to be back. Biggest concern is on Traylon Burks, on if he will actually be able to go in this game or not. Because I think him being able to go in this game or not is big. Because if he doesn't go, we've seen that the Titans receivers without Traylon Burks out there can sometimes not be up to par. And, you know, can't just rely on Derrick Henry and Chig Okonkwo to completely carry us through this game. I would really like for Burks to be out there Power Hour, what's your thoughts? Heading into this Week 18 game, you think he's going to play? Every All hands are going to be on deck for this game, regardless of how they're feeling. Everyone's getting taped, wrapped, in cortisone shots. So this, If you had to win a game and you have to be prepared for a game, this is it. This is the Titans' season. There's mm-hmm. no ifs, ands, or buts. If they're going to go and try and get in the playoffs, if that's the goal, they need everybody that's able to stand out there and just run on the field. Agree. I I think heading into this, you know, him, Vrabel saying that he should be okay. And I was a little nervous when he popped up on the injury report with the groin injury. And I feel like they held him out of Thursday's practice just to be precautionary, not potentially make it any worse. And I'm like you, I think come this game tomorrow night, it's going to be all hands on deck. We got a game to go win. And to get into the title of this show, I asked a simple question, and I want the chat to answer this on if they see it this way. The Titans no matter the outcome of this game, are in a win-win situation. 
Now, heading into this game, I want to make my stance clear. I don't want to see the Titans lose. Ultimately, I want to see this Titans team win and make a run in the playoffs. Now, do I necessarily believe 100% that this Titans team can make a run to the Super Bowl? Honestly, no. But in order to even have that chance, they have to go to Jacksonville and win. Hard to even have a chance at something if you're not even let in to uh, the dance. So, and, you know, you can go back and look before the season. I went on Power Hour show with him, and we picked who we thought was going to the Super Bowl. Even before the season and before all the injuries, spoiler alert, we didn't have the Titans. I'm pretty sure we both had the Bills. I definitely, on my side, it was the Bills I chose for the Super Bowl champions that year. So I, I think I did as well. And But again, in order to even have a chance to make that run, you got to get in. And if you get in, winning this one game, could flip a switch for the team and get a little hot streak going. And at this time of year, that's all it takes is getting that switch flipped, getting a hot streak, and you can usually make a run. Now, even if that doesn't happen, the way I'm looking at it and why I'm fine with the outcome either way, if the Titans lose this game, more than likely end up with a top 10 pick now what they do with that top 10 pick that'll be a discussion for if the titans lose tomorrow then we can start diving in to that a little bit more i've seen people saying quarterback me personally i'm looking at it from a standpoint of if you're picking that high in the draft go ahead and get that number one or number two left tackle and try and help you line out a little bit. I know we haven't had that much luck with drafting <laughs> offensive linemen as of late, but if you get if you can get one of the top two guys there, I feel like that might be the pick. But man, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you see this as kind of a win-win situation for the Titans, or what's your thoughts either way? Well, let's just start with the basic stuff first. First off, let's just start with the game. You know, realistically, we know coming into this thing, Jacksonville's on a hot streak right now. Mm -hmm. If any team in the NFL is chugging along at the right time, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'll give Doug Peterson props. That team's well ahead of schedule. I figured it was going to take at least one more draft to initially get them to where they could be really competitive, but they have flipped a switch and it just shows the right person in charge and with the right quarterback, you can do a lot of damage and Jacksonville just hung enough, hung in there right at the end to just get in position to put themselves where they need to be. Now for the Titans, we all know about the losing streak. We all know about the injuries. We all know about Todd Downing's god-awful play calling. We all know about just the defense continually to give this team an opportunity, but unfortunately, they've been asked to do too much. Uh, 
if you told me what this season was going to be like this year, I really would have kind of scratched my head in a couple of... I would have scratched my head just a little bit. Because realistically, I would have thought that they would have had just enough offensive firepower to potentially get to maybe 9 to 10 wins. Mm -hmm. But the way things have played out, we're lucky if we can even get this win this week. So I look at it from a standpoint, you know, is it a win-win situation? It can be. I mean, realistically, if the Titans get in, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say it right here and there. Unless they go on some crazy 1969 Mets run or some <laughs> 80 Miracle on Ice kind of run, that's not going to happen. But if it does, I'll tell you right now here on this show, and you can quote me on it and you can hold me to it, I will get a picture. No, I will get a tattoo of Josh Dobbs holding the Lombardi Trophy on my body <laughs> if that happens. You know, Austin Huff from Tighten Up Podcast said he'd shave his eyebrows. I will get a damn tattoo of Joshua Dobbs on my body holding the Vince Lombardi trophy if that happens. All right, Dobbs, I need you to go win us the Super Bowl now. I need you to go on this crazy streak. But, like I said, it's not going to happen. There's just too much. that Titans don't have the horses. Right. That's just what it is at the end of the day. So, let's just say for the sake of argument, Tennessee does lose this game. You know, they do find themselves in a position to get a top 10 pick. Now, realistically, as you said, you know, quarterback, offensive line, wide receiver, it's really going to depend on who's on the board. Mm -hmm. I do think if Tennessee wants one of the top tier quarterbacks, they're going to have to trade up, and that's going to have to be draft value that you have to give away. I did a show earlier in the year where I felt that Bryce Young and I felt C.J. Stroud were going to be the best quarterbacks in the league and Tennessee should take that chance to trade up to get them. Now, as it goes for offensive line, I can find offensive line value anywhere. You just have to know how to find it. And I hope the next GM that comes in can analyze that better than John Robinson did. You know, I can go in the second or third round and find a starting offensive tackle. If Quinton Johnson from TCU is on the board and you pass him, I will drive to Nashville and I will punch the new GM in the stomach. <laughs> he is not a generational talent, but I guarantee you he is better than any wide receiver the Titans have in the room that is not named Traylon Burke. But I would love to pair him with him and actually give our next quarterback wherever way we go with that, an actual weapon that can take pressure off Burks and off Chigaconquo. Hey, I I like it because I'll be on it. Receiver, if the Titans end up with the top 10 pick, I wasn't thinking receiver at the time until you you mentioned it there more. And you, you had me sold on that more. I just, I see, like you said, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, those would be, you know, those are the two guys that if you're going quarterback, you want out of this draft. Only problem is to trade up, you're talking about either having to find a way to more than, and it's interesting how this number one pick is going to work out as well yeah. because you have – the Texans and the Bears 
that are right there. You know, if the Bears lose and the Texans win, I believe the Bears move into that number one spot. And if you're a Titans fan and you're trying to trade up, that's what you want to happen. Right. The Bears get that number one spot. They already have their quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to add pieces around him. So if you love Bryce Young or you love C.J. Stroud and you're trying to make that jump. that That's what you want to happen. And that's why I, I thought it was funny because I made this comment to my wife at the last Titans and Texans game where they came up to Nashville and beat us. We had a couple of Texans fans sitting down from us. And don't get me, I get it. I want to see my team win. But at the same time, if I'm sitting in the position that the Texans are, heading into that Titans game, only one, one game on the season, you're pretty much getting to a point where you can lock up the number one pick and make sure you are going to get your guy at that point don't necessarily want my team to win. I want them to get that number one pick so we can make sure we get that guy and so that we don't have to worry about potentially trading up one spot and giving up you know, a little bit more to make sure we get him because if the Bears get that number one pick, you're talking about a couple of teams that may that are probably hoping for that. Even the Colts, they may be hoping for that. Because if the Bears get it, hey, maybe the Colts and the Bears work out a deal for Andy to jump up to that number one spot. Maybe the Panthers decide they want to jump up. Or the Titans, like you said. Like, there are several teams. So when the Texans beat the Titans, those Texans fans are down there cheering, and I'm like, I wouldn't be cheering if I'm potentially playing myself out of the number one pick and out of getting Bryce Young. Like, (laughs) I'm not necessarily wanting my team to win these games because now heading into this last game, I don't know that the Texans or Colts, either one, want to win it because Colts are like, hey, we lose. Texans lose that top spot and we potentially move up a little bit more. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Realistically, on most draft boards, Bryce Young is going number one overall. But Mm -hmm. within the months, that could change, depending on a lot of what happens in the combine and a lot of these private workouts and pro days. I mean, we could see a major jump. I mean, C.J. Stroud could take over that. Will Levis could actually break out and be the number one pick overall. We don't know. I mean, it's such a deep quarterback class. It's really just going to depend on what happens once these guys get out and start working out in front of these scouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's, you know, talking about Bryce Young, I think one of the biggest knocks on him is just his size. Like, the the guy's got talent across the board, no doubt. But he's not the biggest of guys, especially for the quarterback position. Well, which well, neither was Drew Brees, but I mean, you know, true. It depends on the coach. Yeah, that's also true. But with either way, with both 
Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. You have teams that are going to be ahead of the Titans that probably are looking at the quarterback position as well. And it's going to be, okay, can you move up to that position? And I've already been seeing a lot of mock drafts that for the Bears, they have them taking Will Anderson. So how far back are the Bears willing to trade? Because even if a team has needs at a position, if there's a player on the board like a Will Anderson, they may take him just to add to their pass rush or whatever because he's the best player on the board at that point. So if the Bears trade back, could they potentially miss out on a guy that a lot of people think they're going to be going with? And, I mean, realistically, right now with the salary cap the way it is, the Bears are number one with the most money to spend going into the offseason as of right now. So they could go out and spend – and if they feel just good enough about what they did in free agency, it doesn't hurt to take that trade because basically you're just building and adding on for a stronger foundation for years to come. So obviously I would say to get in line with that second pick, you would have to potentially give away a first round pick for next year to mm-hmm. even open the doors to that discussion. So there's plenty of scenarios right now, but realistically, you know, if Tennessee does end up with that position, I mean, they have a lot of things they can do, but it's realistically going to come down to who's hired as the GM and what they do to start moving forward to try and get this team on the right track again. Right. And I do want to get to the comments because I know they've been flooding in here. Mr. Jones saying Altry and Simmons will dominate the line of scrimmage and force Trevor into mistakes. My wife saying, I don't see us flopping just for a top 10 spot in the draft. We are fighting. Um, Bradley saying, as a Jags fan, I'm more concerned about the Chig and Hooper combo when Henry gets rolling in this game. Uh, the young linebackers from the Jags, will the young linebackers from the Jags stay disciplined enough not to jump the play-action fake? And that's a good question because, you know, if Henry does get going, that play-action becomes a little bit more effective. And if you can get the ball into Chig's hands, off of that play action, we've seen. Get the ball in his hands, and good things usually happen. And I'll counter, Bradley. I mean, really, Trevor Lawrence just has to huck it out there. The Titans' secondary is just depleted, and they've struggled all year long. So if the Jaguars are going to go out and play, I mean, Doug Peterson just needs to let his quarterback just go out there and just chuck the ball out there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, DDS Sports Talk saying Titans have to have Traylon Burks on the field. Without a real vertical threat, the Titans will be relying on Derrick Henry running with a heavy box on the other side. Um, Bryce saying that he has a question for us. Bryce, shoot it. Let let ha- let us have it. Um, let's see. Trying to find. Um. Uh, Trying to think of what uh, – can't believe your ears. Wow. Uh, which part can you not which believe part? your ears about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've covered a lot. I'm just now catching up on the comments here. 
Um, I do say, let's see, Mr. Jones saying the most Mike Vrabel thing to do is win when everyone is doubting us. Um, and my wife saying, didn't Mike Vrabel also say something about what he would do for a Super Bowl? He did. Um, is, that, I don't, is that still open? Uh, <laughs> is that bet still open? I, I guess we'll find out if the Titans win one with him as the coach. Uh, and my wife says, uh, number one picks don't always pan out, though, right? And, I mean, they – they Sometimes. don't. I mean, it. that's where you have to hope that the player that you're getting is who you think you're getting and that your scouts have done enough research on them to verify that. Um, and my wife's saying, you say that, Tyler, but I don't think I will ever see you watch a Titans game where you don't cheer for them to win. And, again, it – I think it really depends on the situation. I mean, yes, ultimately I want this team to win, but at the same time, I cannot honestly sit here and say that if the Titans were only had one win on the season and we are in week 15, that I'm going to say, yeah, I want them to go win this game instead of us having higher picks because the higher picks can also work in your favor for trade value as well. So I I don't know. I I can't honestly say that I would or wouldn't <laughs> be cheering for them to win. Um my wife's saying y'all don't forget to tighten up that like button. And we got our other good buddy here in the chat saying, holy moly, it's TTP and the Power Hour. Likewise, it's Rossi. <laughs> yeah, we, we got Rossi in here chatting it up with us now. Uh, also, Rossi saying our top ten picks have been historically pretty bad. And different GMs, different times. I, yeah, I was about to say that. I Because I've kind of looked at it as that as well a couple of times. But also... No, we're going to be going into this draft with a new GM. And if we do end up with the top 10 pick, okay, man. Pressure's on. Don't let us down. Um, Bryce saying, can Todd Downing get fired after the Titans lose this game? Absolutely. I mean, hey, if, if the Titans lose, season's over. Mike Vrabel's just said, not making any coaching changes during the season. Season ends. Okay, Mike V. Get him out. Um, let's see. Al Pierce saying, who do you guys see being our serious GM candidates? And Power Hour, I'm going to say, you've probably, if anyone's done some research on this, I gotta believe it's been you. I haven't looked into it yet. I've, I've still just been taking it a week at a time. H who are you thinking here? Well, Tyler, I'm glad you asked that, but I will have to like answer that at a later time because I've actually written an article in Titan Size that'll be coming out very soon, 
So you'll all definitely want to check that out. I'll give my thoughts on who I think is the best, not one of, but the best option for the Tennessee Titans going forward as the new GM. There you go. So y'all make sure to be on the lookout for that article. Again, I haven't done much research on this, so I'm not just going to be blowing smoke up y'all nowhere and just putting names out there. I know Power Hour's done his research. He mentioned to me beforehand that, you know, he wrote an article about it. I was going to see if I could get a little bit of information for y'all, but he's he's staying locked down like some of the best corners in the league. Yeah, um, I got to be Darrell Rivas on this one, man. <laughs> um, Lethal Latin underscore 615 saying, if it's a close game, I would rather it be on the deep shoulders i can see daily screwing us with a false start on a crucial fourth down no 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 i i gotta correct you here that false start won't be on a fourth down it'll be on a third down and then it'll be a situation where the titans still have to go for it on fourth down and he just won't come out of his stance he'll let the guy run right by him and get the sack so do you think dennis daly sold any titans jerseys since he's been here i mean realistically he may have sold some just for people to burn. Like I and, can see that. <laughs> you know, that that may pro- be going extreme and mean, but I gotta be honest there and say that he may have sold some for them to burn. Um, I mean, if the pro shop wants to jump on that, I'm not gonna stop him. <laughs> I don't know that I've even seen, you know, going into the I would be disappointed in our pro shop if they put his jersey in there like that need if someone wants his jersey it it needs to i guess be a custom one and like i <laughs> titan fox asks if we lose is the interim gm the one who starts scouting for the draft right now that's just what's going on at the moment fox it's just business as usual for the regular scouts and everyone else once they get the gm in place it's basically they hand down the intel, and the GM does with it what he wants. <laughs> Let's see. I I read Rossi's comment here, <laughs> and I couldn't help but uh, laugh. Uh, Al says that you got an ETA on that article, and I know my wife also says that she likes it. Tweet that article out when you release it. As soon as my editor approves it, I'll make sure it comes out on the Titan Upload Network's channel on Facebook, by the way, that's brand new. So getting a quick plug out on that. Make sure you check us all out on there. Rossi's on there. Titans for Life, Titan Upload, and of course, Ryan Harris and Brad Johannes, our draft experts. So make sure you check us out on our official Facebook page on the Titan Upload Network. That's right. And Rossi going ahead and jumping in saying, give us the goods, Mike. Well, Rossi, uh, you actually know we've actually we've actually talked about this. So, oh man, all right, Rossi, we're going into the interrogation room after this show. We, <laughs> I, I need some answers. <laughs> uh, Lethal Latin underscore six one five says fire starter jerseys, and <laughs> Rossi asking, do they sell daily jerseys? And saying, how funny would it be to wear a daily jersey to the game? Rossi, I got a challenge for you then. If the Titans win this game against Jacksonville and make it to the playoffs, we've done been talking. We know Titans win this game. 
They get a home playoff game. We don't have you a ticket lined up. Titans win us this game. Rossi, we got to get you a Dennis Daly jersey to <laughs> rock to that playoff game. And I want you in the section cheering as loud as you can for Dennis Daly. <laughs> got to make sure to get you on the Jumbotron and everything. <laughs> oh, that's... I don't know. What's worse, putting him in one of those or a Vic Beasley jersey? <laughs> and he tells me if we buy the jersey, he will wear it. Oh, that's that's funny. Uh, and also, Rossi's saying that his lips are sealed on the uh, article there and that we would have to waterboard him and he still wouldn't give up the info. Well, don't worry, buddy. We ain't going to push you that far. We'll wait for this article to come out and give it a read. Um, Matthew Parker saying Daly's jersey is a discounted item on the NFL shop. Uh, autocorrected, discontinued. <laughs> That's, yeah, that makes uh, more sense. Much like him in his stance, it probably wasn't leaving the shelf. So, Or it's non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that's great. Uh, my wife's saying we'll set up a GoFundMe uh, for that jersey for Rossi. <laughs> we that may be the first GoFundMe that people lose they want or, their money back. Yeah that that they ask you for money for. <laughs> um. Stanley Wilson saying, every time Dobbs scores, I'm singing uh, the Rocky Top song. <laughs> hey, I, Go for I, it. I, I like it. Uh, so, Power Hour, we've we've kind of been through this, talked about the game some, talked about how you know it could potentially be a win-win situation for the Titans. Either way, uh, gave our thoughts on that. But now... Have to give more thoughts just on the game in general. Let's go with some. We'll save the score predictions for last. Uh, I want to do some keys to the game, some, a couple of bold predictions from each one of us, and then, like I said, we'll jump into the uh, score prediction. I'll start us off with the keys to the game and then have you start us off on the other two. Uh, key to the game is, I mean, it's simple, but it's what you got to do. Just take care of the ball. Don't turn the ball over. Because our defense can only do so much. We've seen games where our defense has kept us in the game all game long, even when we do turn the ball over. But if we would have took, taken advantage on some of the possessions we had and not turned it over, outcome would have been different. So take care of the ball. And that's been the biggest problem for the Titans in the last few weeks, especially with Derrick Henry. And was five fumbles in five games. It's just been a consistent big problem that hasn't had a solution to it. And 
realistically, I mean, if the Titans even fumble once, that just changes the whole outcome of this game. Mm-hmm. Because the offense isn't strong enough to try and go on a long drive and actually compete. The defense has been the backbone of this team and been giving the offense consistent chances to go out there and put points on the board. Problem is, we don't have a confident offensive play caller. So, realistically, this is a game where you got to crack the playbook open. you got to have some sort of creativity, which it's there. We've seen it in spurts, but at this point, you know, there's no saving you, Todd Downing. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> open the damn playbook. You want to at least try and salvage your career and potentially go somewhere else as a position coach like you previously were, this is probably the only chance you're going to have to save face. Now, I got to ask you this, because what we've seen some this year, we've seen some decent called games by Todd Downing every so often. Now, by far, the Green Bay game was easily the best game that he's called. But usually, if he calls a pretty good game or a decent game, he follows it up with a not-so-good game. And I felt like last week against Dallas, given the situation, Dobbs not being around long, bringing him in, he's starting, a lot of starters being out, I saw some things from the Titans' offense and the offensive play calling that looked pretty good. So does that mean that we're in for a bad Todd Downing game this game? And how creative are we talking here? Are we talking a tight end sweep on third down? I mean, it's just going to come down to really just matching up against the defense and finding the mismatches. That's how you win these games is getting the lineup and basically finding out what setup the defense is going to run and then trying to utilize that. That's Todd, That's basically Todd Downing's problem. He doesn't understand the very principle that you have to try and play this as a chess match. The dude's basically trying to play Connect 4. And it just doesn't work in a more advanced system that he's been going up against. I need to see you actually try and line up against the defense and try and beat them through scheming. Thank you asking a little too much of him. <laughs> and I know I am, but damn it, it's the last game of the season and I demand you I demand you open that playbook. <laughs> and uh hit some comments right quick. Ross said, "Hey folks, make sure to check out tune in to his channel at 10 tonight." They got a show going on, too. T.A. will be his special guest. Definitely go check that out. Rossi's link is in my description as well. Um, Al Pierce with a great question, saying, what can we do to put Daly in a Colts jersey? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I would almost say trade on Daly for a bag of chips and we'll give them a late round pick for the chips as well. Only condition is they have to start Dennis Daly as their left tackle all of next season. <laughs> that that way we at least make sure we get something back. 
I mean, could they use him as a tackling dummy? <laughs> I mean, he's good at standing still, so that's pretty much all he has to do. Uh, that's true. Uh, my wife going ahead and putting her score prediction out there, saying 24-28 Titans. Um, Bradley saying, key, which line controls the game, both O-lines and D-lines? And, yeah, that's definitely whoever wins in the trenches uh, will definitely have a better game. Titan Fox saying, I'm scared if we win and go deep in the playoffs, Downing keeps his job. That's like winning to lose. And I'll be honest, Fox, I don't care how deep the Titans, if they were to make a deep playoff run, hell, they could go to the Super Bowl and win it. I don't see any way even then that Todd Downing's job is safe. I mean, could just be my thinking on that. Power Hour, you got any thoughts on that? I mean, the writing's on the wall. Downing's more than likely going to go after the season's over. So realistically, it's just basically him trying to save face for another lower position if anybody wants to take a chance on him. I mean, he does well at tight end coach. He does well coaching tight ends, and that's probably what he needs to be doing. Yeah. Um, Bradley saying too much time has passed. They will overthink that. St. Doug Peterson will coach circles around Todd Downing. And, I mean, I'll just – as far as coaching circles around Todd Downing, it definitely does not take much uh, to do that. Um, That's a so, statement. <laughs> Ross is saying the worst part of it all, guys, we lost a fifth-round pick over Daly. Yeah. A guy that more than likely probably would have been released – and we wouldn't have had to have given up any picks for. I mean, like, realistically, the Titans can still salvage a pick in the draft. I mean, the way I see it is if they make a trade somewhere along the lines and get a six or a fourth somewhere, or even a seventh at this point, any pick that you can add to your value and get a player. I mean, we'll see what the new GM does. I don't think that it's a pick that they can't make up. And... I see where Mr. Jones says Dobbs and Derek can overcome Daly and Downing. Uh, but Stanley says, hell, if we do go deep into the playoffs, he should get a head coaching job somewhere else, so we should be good either way. <laughs> um, I mean, Stanley, and do, now, you trust Power run, do you trust uh, him to run a team? I don't. <laughs> I, I think other teams, unless they are just absolutely desperate or blind, I think they're going to look at Todd Downing and be like, kind of like I said, even if the Titans did make a deep run, Todd Downing's still getting fired. Other teams are going to look at it and be like, hey, the Titans made a deep run, but I don't see Todd Downing as an answer for us. If the um, Titans win a Super Bowl, it's going to be off of defense. Yeah, agreed. 100%. Um, and... Want to get to the bold predictions now? Uh, can do just one if you want to. If you want to do one for both offense and defense, uh, we can do that. But Power Hour, I'll let you start us off. What you got for us for a bold prediction for this game? 
Well, I got a bold prediction right now with my laptop because it's about to die. So I think I'm going to hand that over to you and see what's wrong with my cord real quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, my screen's going to black out and you're going to be wondering what happened. <laughs> well, Dennis Daly was blocking for you and we know what happens there. Um, my bold prediction for this game is... Man, um, it, it's tough because last year did a lot of bold predictions, and usually if I ever went with Derrick Henry, it didn't pan out for me. So I am going to stay away from Henry. I'm going to go with bold prediction of Chig Okonkwo having... 100-plus receiving yards, and I think he's going to throw a touchdown in there as well. So, because I don't believe Chig has hit 100 yards in any game. So, him getting over 100 and adding in a touchdown, I think, will be pretty bold. All right, and I've got power flowing again, so good for me. There we go. <laughs> so, problem and crisis averted. Uh, your cord My, went into Dennis Daily mode. It did, so I'm going to have to put it on the IR, <laughs> which that's a pretty full IR right now. My bold prediction is Ryan Stonehouse will break the 82-year-old record that sits in the lap of Sammy Baugh. He will overtake that and be the new holder. I like that. I, I wasn't even thinking about uh, Stonehouse uh, there, but um, Titan Fox says Chig gets two touchdowns and over 100 yards, and then saying that I, I stole his. Hey, Fox, I, I was naming it off before I saw your comment, but, hey, you threw in that extra touchdown, so I'll definitely say yours is more uh, bold. Al also said, so let's trade Daly and Downing to the Colts for a bag of popcorn. Hey, sounds like a good trade to me. Um, Bradley saying, Power Hour heard my prediction months ago. Nobody survives a Week 18 game in Duval. Jags win 31-16. to and Bradley's definitely on the cusp of being a prophet at this point on that call. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he—I'll be honest with you. Heading into this season, I thought the Titans' record would be better than it was, and I thought they would have already had the South locked up. But even in thinking that, I knew the Week 18 game in Jacksonville would be a tough game. And now with even more added on to it, definitely thinking that that's going to be the case. Matthew Parker saying nine plus days of rest. Braves is nine and two against the spread. I love the extra time from a betting perspective. And got some good points there, uh, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> Fox has a question for you buddy 
Fox, honestly, that was just too much power. It couldn't take it. <laughs> you try to give a good, strong, solid hour, and sometimes my laptop just can't take it. So, you know, I got to get it whipped into shape and exercise those demons. <laughs> my wife says, bold prediction, Swain catches the ball, and Fox immediately responds to her and says, Carrie, you misspelled drops. And honestly, I don't know which is more likely there whether he would drop it or – I mean, a good bet for Jeff Swain would be over or under half a catch. <laughs> I mean, he could probably do both. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't overrule either. So, <clears throat> And Rossi says, I'm sorry, guys, but this is my bold prediction. Jaguars 27, Titans 20. So – God, and it then, seems like forever since we've gotten to 20. Yeah. That might that might be bold right there. Yeah, it could be. And then says, and I'm a homer. I always pick the Titans if we had Tan. Tanny, maybe. Um, so we will jump to our score predictions now. Power Hour, I'll let you start us off here. What you got for us? <sighs> so we finally come to this after just in an abysmal losing game stretch, it is just exhausting at this point. I don't think, not since 2015, have I just felt so drained after a season. And I mean, this, you know, especially you understand, Rossi understands what it's like trying to do a show every week. And I'll throw in Bradley and dudes discussing sports as well. Go follow them, by the way, if you get a chance to how damn exhausting it is to try and make something interesting over the same narrative injuries, inconsistent play calling, you know, um, basically a hay patch offensive line. You know, that's what we've had to deal with for at least the last six to seven weeks. And it has just been exhausting. It's been mentally just draining. And I have to tell myself, as hard as it is, if Tennessee wins and gets in the playoffs, that's going to be even tougher. Forget the mm -hmm. fact that we got in the playoffs. Look at who they're probably going to have to face. Potentially Baltimore. Potentially the Chargers. The Chiefs. The Bills. Is Tennessee built to go through those teams right now? And the answer is no. Mm-mm. I mean, so regardless of whatever happens in this game, they win, they basically punch their ticket, maybe for a one-game appearance. I mean, yay, we got a T-shirt and a hat. So, you know, I guess be excited about that. <laughs> they lose. I mean, they lock, up the, they lock up potentially the 10 seed. That opens up a lot of possibilities. And realistically, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I don't know what direction the Titans want to go with the GM. I don't know what coaching staff members are going to be let go and what who are going to be retained. And the real question is, is that going to fix anything? I mean, let's say they fire potentially about five to six coaches. Has anybody really have that much of a turnover and then replaced those coaches and had success? 
I'd have to look back pretty far to maybe actually come up with a prediction about that. And I know this is a long prediction to get to a game, but realistically, <laughs> you have to take all this into consideration. You do. Because it's a lot on... It is a lot on one's plate. And as much as I know Tennessee can lose this game, and they should... Offensively, they don't have the horses. The defense just, they'll fight, but they can't win the game. <sighs> to hell with it. <laughs> if I got to start 2023, I am not. I am not going to wait seven damn months to get a win. Give me my damn hat. Titans 24, <laughs> Jags 21. Oh, man. I, hey, I, I didn't know where you were going to be going with it, but, man, I'm like you. I, I ended 2022 with this team losing. I do not want to start out 2023 with this team losing. Even though I say this is a win-win situation, as my wife mentioned earlier in the chat, she knows me. She sees how I get with games. Hell, a couple of weeks ago against the Chargers, I expected us to get blown out. I said, you know what? This game ain't going to bother me. It's not going to do it. Bo- that game bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> I know, you know why, why it bothered you. Bothered <laughs> but I'm like, I- I'm not going to do it. I expect us to lose this game, heading into it. And guess what? There at the end of the game, I was still setting up in my seat, yelling some not-so-nice things at my TV. I'll leave it at that. And the game got to me. And even though I say this is a win-win situation, in the moment right after that game, I am not going to be happy if we've lost this game. I just won't. Now, the next day or maybe a week after when I'm like, okay, season's over, time to start looking towards the draft and all that, yeah, then I'll be, maybe I'll be a little bit happier. I can't, I cannot pick against the Titans in this game. And what's so funny is, before you gave your score prediction, like you mentioned, seems like we hadn't hit 20 in forever. But the score prediction that it came to my mind before you ever said yours was 24 to 21 as well. Because I think our defense is... I, I don't see them holding the Jags to under 20 just because I do feel like they are going to probably be out on the field a lot. Yeah, And I am just hoping that our offense can find enough of a spark to get over that 20 mark again in points. And then I think it'll probably come down to the last second field goal. Maybe, and then that's where the 24 to 21 comes in. 
So I am going to go with you there. Uh, Derrick Henry yeah. better have about 50 carries in this game. Uh, he, that, better, he better be carrying it high and tight. Yes. Uh, and like you mentioned, this, especially this losing streak, I'll be honest, my channel, I haven't been as consistent as I would have liked to have been with videos on here. But Power Hour knows. He sees me on TikTok. Man, after some of these losses, especially if I've been at the game, I am drained. These losses have drained me. And about the only energy I have for talking about the game as far as getting content out there and it actually being quality content for y'all, I can pack into three minutes on TikTok because most of the time, like Power Hour mentioned, it comes down to the same things. Injuries, Todd Downing's play calling, and the defense doing everything they can but eventually getting so tired that they give it up at the end because it's going to happen. And also over the last couple of weeks, Derrick Henry's fumbles. They've been, they've been getting to me because they've been coming at crucial times where if he hadn't have fumbled the ball, the Titans were going to be in scoring position. Like I said, I've been able to pack all that into three minutes. And usually the TikToks, I'm doing them right after the game. So you are getting 100% raw emotions from <laughs> Tyler with TTP because I am livid at that point. So I do want to get to more of y'all's comments here before we start closing out the show Bradley saying, I thought the Titans would have the division one by now and the Jags would need to get a wild card spot. Shocked it's for the division. Seems like a year early for the good Jags. And I agree. I Before the season started, I know I've mentioned the TikTok a lot, but I put up a TikTok, or I would have responded to people on TikTok and pretty much said, someone told me, Jags are going to win the division. I said, no. That, that ain't going to happen. I said, I think the Jags will be improved from where they were last year, but they need one more year. One more year, and they'll really be competitive. So, yeah, it does seem like it's come a year early. I did not expect it to be for the uh, division. And Hen Danger problem. They, they are. Hen Danger says. Don't forget, next year they've got Calvin Ridley coming. Oh, gosh, I did forget that. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah. Food for thought, kids. And Hen Danger said, if we win, we are either playing the Ravens or Chargers in the wild card, not even mentioning if we somehow win that game and play top five competition. And, you know, I, for me, I stay kind of torn on that. Because I've seen us play the Chiefs close, even without Ryan Tannehill. I've seen us play the Bengals fairly well, 
I've seen us play the Chargers well and have a chance in that game. Ravens, you know, we haven't faced them this year. The team that has, as far as top five, that has blown us out in the AFC is the Bills. So, you know, I'm again, I want to reiterate this. Do I believe that if the Titans make it to the playoffs, they can make a Super Bowl run? No. Don't think so. But at the same time, in order to even have a chance, you got to make it to the dance. And maybe, maybe. Um, Fox saying, the only reason I want the win is because I live in Jacksonville, and if Jackson made the Super Bowl, I'd never hear the end of it from uh, <laughs> my friends. Uh, yeah, that'd be rough. Al saying, if our defense shows up, we win 20-17. to 17. If not, we lose 34-14. to 14. Wow. Matthew saying, Power Hour, you're right. It's exhausting talking about injuries. I hate it, but it's a fact. Titans have, ha- have had 33 players on IR, 51% of our salary cap. Jags, seven players. And... I've seen someone say this before. Um, can't remember who it was, but ultimately, it's not always the best team that wins the Super Bowl. It's the team that stays the healthiest. Yeah. So last year, five teams that made the playoffs was because they were the healthiest teams. Three of them went to their conference championships, and one of them won the Super Bowl. Yep. So, with having our score predictions out there, everyone in the chat, y'all been great. Y'all make sure, before you leave the chat, back out of it, hit that like button. Let's get these likes up. Also, if you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button, subscribe to the channel. New goal for this year, need to hit between... 1,000 and 1,200 subscribers on the channel before the end of 2023. Also, find the audio version of the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just type in Titans Time Podcast. Go follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating. Leave comments and reviews as well. Also, find me on social media. The TikTok is at Titans Time. Twitter is at Titans underscore time, Instagram Titans time podcast, Facebook Titans time. Also, if you're not already, make sure to go follow the Power Hour as well. Twitter, TikTok, all the social medias at the Power Hour 615, YouTube, the Power Hour. Links are in the description. And, buddy, I appreciate you joining me tonight for this show. Got the game tomorrow figured. Hey, been a while since Power Hour's been on. Need to get him on. Always love having you on and cutting it up with you and getting your insight on things. Tyler, as always, thank you for having me on the show. We'll just wait and see what happens, as we always say. And realistically, whatever happens is going to happen. I mean, the sun's going to come up. It'll be a new day. But either way, we'll see what the Tennessee Titans season will be holding for us in 2023. That's right. And... Got to throw this up there. My wife's saying, let's go subscribe if you 
are a real Titans fan. And, hey, if you're just a football fan in general, I mean, if you're a Jags fan, if you're a Colts fan, Texans fan, any other team, subscribe. I love <laughs> I love cutting it up with y'all. We'll do a little friendly trash talk back and forth. Definitely love that as well. Don't I think that's going to be all that we have for y'all tonight. Again, appreciate everyone in the chat. Y'all have been lively tonight. But this has been Titans time. And as always, tighten up. Back in there.